a SAC production. Hello, and uh, thank you for listening to another podcast here, SAC Comedy Lab Presents. My name is Dale Smith. Uh, today on our show, which we are still honoring the 25th anniversary of the Fringe Festival, we had a chance to sit down and talk to Jason Blackwater, who is in The Eight, and colon, he says, Reindeer Monologues, so The Eight Reindeer Monologues. Um, they are in the Orange venue, so we had a chance to talk with him and just kind of see how the journey of taking this show and his journey from traveling from the UK to Orlando, uh, also through Chicago and taking improv lessons and meeting his uh, love of his life, his other half, and the different productions he knows about here in uh, the Fringe Festival. So if you haven't done so yet, go on iTunes or however you heard this podcast and subscribe. Give us a good review. Uh, tell others about it. We love the word of the mouth. Uh, subscribe because we're going to be doing a lot of different podcasts here for SAC Comedy Lab Presents. Uh, right now we're focusing on the Fringe Festival, but we're also going to be talking to a lot of Orlando artists and find out about what's happening in the community, things that are happening here. And then also, when I say here, our SAC Comedy Lab uh, structure here, our building where we do improv. Uh, the different shows will have some clips. We'll have some different segments. So subscribe and tell others we really do appreciate it. Uh, without further ado, here is the interview with Jason Blackwater and the eight reindeer monologues. Enjoy. Yeah, it looked like it was going to come down a little bit. The, the, it was starting to get a little ominous, a little dark out there. So you're just running around. Just just came in for this. Are you going to go to Fringe today? Um, yeah, we're going to go see uh, Nine. Um, we've got a friend, uh, Sarah Lee Dobbs, who's going to be using that. She's very kindly um, sorted us out tickets. And then I'm doing my show. I've got a show tonight. It's uh, 10.45. 10.45. Okay. So is this going to be the, f- the opening night for this you? Is the second, this is the second show. We did, we did the, uh, what would be the 18th? One tonight. I should probably just double check when the other shows are. Yeah, I'm terrible the, did you load the app? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the, it's, app, the app is cool. I was looking through a couple of different things and it's trying to find different shows here. The Orlando Fringe. Let's go. All right, let's. So, right now we're talking with Jason Blackwater. Yeah. And your show called? The Eight Reindeer Monologues is yeah. the one we're talking about today. All right, and uh, as, as we're talking right now, I'm clicking through what venue? Uh, we are in the yellow venue. Yellow venue. So I get to click on yellow venue. And it brings up. There it is. The eight deer reindeer. Uh, the eight, eight deer. The eight reindeer monologues. <laughs> a Christmas comedy scandal erupts at the North Pole when one of Santa's reindeer accuses him of sexual harassment. I said harassment for you that way. Oh, thanks. Instead of harassment. <laughs> I, mean, I, think I, I think I say harassment as well. Oh, well, I hear harassment a lot. Yeah, I think it's, we, we use both. I think you just you just chose as a nation. Well, I come from <laughs> Chicago, so it's yeah, or harassment, <laughs> Chicago. Uh, so you're in the yellow venue, and you have a 60 minute show, yep. um, rating 13 and up, and price 11 dollars. And that's what I saw on the fringe thing. And look at that rating. Did you see the rating? I didn't know. You know, it's the star out of five stars. Would you guess what you got? Wow, five stars. That's 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 very surprising after an opening <laughs> night. <laughs> It shouldn't be surprising, but after an opening night, yeah, you do a preview. You don't know how it goes. How yeah. was your opening night? Uh, how was it was the good. Yeah, I mean, like I think with like as I said, surprising. It's like with all opening nights, it's often the second time you get in front of you know even into that space, 
uh, and the first time in front of an audience. So there's always a chance of like things going a little bit off the rails, and it was a little rickety, but it was it's in good shape. Is this a new production? Um, I think. Well, I, I understand the process was that a company from Canada were going to be doing the show, and then after the brochure and the schedule had been released that company pulled out of the fringe and one of the organizers contacted our director and said hey uh we've got a spot open do you want to do a show and he was like i'll just do that show <laughs> i'll do the exact same show they were doing and we put it on in about three weeks there's a couple of different paths of uh how fringe artists get into the shows and i've heard that happen a couple of times like hey i got in the lottery I don't think we're going to do our show. Do you want to do your show? <laughs> uh, what role do you, do you play in the production? So I play Donna. I play Rudolph's dad. He's, uh, so the, sort of the background is that something, something has happened to Vixen. Santa is involved. And the only witness is Rudolph, who, uh, as a result of what happened, is in a catatonic state. Um, so it's... It's a series of interviews with, uh, with the reindeer to try and find out exactly what happened and whether the accusations are true. <laughs> so is it like a murder mystery kind of whodunit? No, it's, uh, it's a little bit more sordid than that. It's, um, basically, we think Santa has been a very inappropriate with Vixen. Spoiler. Yeah. May have done some things. May, May have, have done some, some things. But it's up, to the, it's up to the audience to, to decide whether or not it's all media hype or uh, whether it actually happened. <laughs> I, I, well, oh, gosh. You know, we've been doing these podcasts, interviewing, and it's like just getting a little knowledge. Besides what you read in the, in the pamphlets, it's like, God, just hearing it from you, like, I really need to go see your show. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> exactly. Because Fringe is all about putting it out there, making everybody work, because all the money comes back to the actors, to yeah. the producers, to the directors. Um, and that's a great thing. Being that Fringe is 25 years old, um, and that's why we're doing the anniversary. That's why we're doing it. Uh, SAC is 25 years young as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 years ago, were you alive? You were... I, I, well, that's very kind of you to ask the question, but yeah, I was seven. You were seven. Were yeah. you in the arts? Uh, at seven? No. Um, I, I, think I, did, I think I did my first school production when I was about... Eleven, we did a production of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I was uh, I was Willy Wonka in that. And I remember that was the first uh, show that where I, where I realised that acting and everything was kind of important because my dad, when he found out that my uh, my lines weren't going in quick enough, he pulled me out of school to make sure that for the next rehearsal I, I was I was line ready. So So does that mean dad was in theatre as well or just No, not at all. He's just it doesn't he's, matter he's what just he just knew he could see that it was gonna be important to me, so he was like, Okay. So just supportive. If yeah. Jason's at T ball, little league, football, rugby, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever he's doing, uh, let's make sure you're doing it well. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it do it right. And I think I've always kind of that's always been a very important lesson to me. Did you did you take theater in school? What was, yeah, what was I the did. progression of you? So I um, I did drama as, as what we would call GCSEs, which is kind of like I guess high school, like towards the end of high school. And I did uh, theater studies at A level, which is at the end of high school, so like high school senior level. And then I went to drama school for four years, uh, and uh, I've been very lucky. I've been doing a lot since. Yeah, what was your path to get to the states then? Well, um, I. Went to Chicago in 2012, 
uh, just looking over to um, you my other half just to, just to, conf- <laughs> just to confirm that. Uh, because we've had a very early morning today. Um, yeah, so we met in 2012 and at an improv uh, residential, uh, improv intensive in Chicago at IO. And um, so when we got together properly a couple of years ago, it's always been kind of a path to... to to be together and that's how I got over. Did you come out to, to Chicago from the UK? When did you move over? Just so I, I moved over in January. Just recently? Just very recently, yeah. But you were, you were just traveling abroad, studying, you took an improv intensive at I.O. in Chicago, just whenever you saw an opportunity. Were you, were you studying improv or was that just something yeah, that well, caught I'd, your liking? I was, uh, I was already a, a member of uh, an improv company in the UK called Maydays. Oh, um, and I've been Shout doing out. that for a few years. Um, they're actually they're they're travelling to Chicago today. They're, they've put together their own intensive, and there's a big group of them up in Chicago at the moment. Fantastic. Are they long form, short form? Uh, long form. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we had uh, Jason Chin over um, to teach us in in early 2012, and he worked with us for a couple of days and said, "Look, if you're ever in Chicago, let us know, and we'll put you in the second half of World News tonight," which is as you probably know, the longest running improv show in Chicago. And we were like, okay, we'll be there this summer. <laughs> Did you guys so, um, jump so, on those opportunities when they yeah. happen? So a big kinda, group of us went over. Kind of like it sounds like with this, you had the opportunity. Wh- where did the concept come from for the for the, rain, the the show? You said it was somebody else was kind of in it? Yeah, well, it's an existing show. It came out in, in the late 80s. Um, there was a big court case around a Supreme Court justice who um, who had been involved in some kind of uh, sex scandal, and, and I think this was kind of as a response to the media hype around it because that was one of the first times where it was like 24-hour coverage and you know the, the media had had their opinion long before the court case, and I think that was this, is, this was created as a kind of response to that. And... Um, and we're kind of seeing it again, so it's it's nice to see that these these shows can come around and still be relevant. Have you have you performed in any other? Well, let's go back. Um, when did Fringe, as a whole, kind of be on your radar of, of what it is? Uh, well, Orlando Fringe particularly would have been last year. So I was over visiting um, Megan, and uh, she was doing two shows. She was doing Robin De Hood, which I think was a sack. Yes. Uh, involved projects she was also doing autobahn so i was over here watching those and just seeing like because we also have the edinburgh fringe in the uk that's what i was say you've been exposed you probably are yeah. exposed to fringe earlier on being that you study theater because you kind of know about yeah. like i, I kind of knew of fringe only from orlando but i only knew about it for a while as something i didn't see a friend go to the fringe or be involved with doing a show for a while so at what age did you kind of know what fringe was uh 2007. Okay, so, so about nine years ago. And was that yeah. Edinburgh? That was Edinburgh, yeah. Uh, I was uh, graduating drama school, and our group took um, a musical that we'd written up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival to kind of see, you know, we, we did it as our final project, and we decided to take it off to Edinburgh to see if it could do well, and it did pretty well. We so liked, you got in? Yeah. I mean, the Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Fringe is an open arts festival, so there's so if you... Have the money, you can do your show. And there will be a venue somewhere that will, that will put it we'll on. Take it. Um, so as opposed to what Orlando has with the lottery system. Yeah, or it's like a- the Capital Fringe, which is like it's an application system. It's like if you, can, if, you, if you can get there and you have the money, you can put your show on. There's n- absolutely no filter process whatsoever. Had you s- gone to the Edinburgh Fringe uh, to watch? No. No, no, no. That so was your my, first experience was actually going there. Yeah. Here's what it is. 
you're doing, you're involved with it, you're performing, and now you get to see what else everybody else is doing. Exactly. That had to be just a overload of information and. and yeah, I mean, we like the, the the point of the course that I was on was off like the previous couple of years of that course, and we'd gotten to know some of the the older uh, guys at the drama school. That was kind of the point. It was like they were taking their shows up. So we had a lot of people around us who who had done it before and could give us advice. But, yeah, it was like, okay, so we st- I think we started planning to go in January, February, and then the, the festival is in August, and all of that time was like was, was prepping the show, prepping the, the festival. So is it kind of like a stepping stone? It seems like if, if you're in that area and you're in theater, probably at a certain age, like if you haven't done it at this level, we're, this is a part of the curriculum. You're, yeah. You're going to be put in, you're going to be exposed. It's just the way, it's like a feeder program into... Yeah, if you're someone if you're someone who creates theatre, then if you haven't done Edinburgh, you you know you, you've missed out on a step of of creating theatre. It's one of those things. Have you performed in multiple since that first time? Um, yes, I did. I did the musical in two thousand and seven. I took uh, an improv show up in two thousand and ten and two thousand and eleven, and then again in two thousand thirteen. All exclusively Edinburgh. All exclusively Edinburgh. Um, the bright, uh, my hometown Brighton has a has a fringe, and, and since I joined the Maydays, we did a different show every year at the Brighton Fringe. Um, so yeah, so I have a lot lot of fringe experience, but this is my this is my first Orlando. And that's the granddaddy out there. I mean, it's Charlie had done some research, or just kind of or online. He Charlie, our producer, Charlie Downs, had, he did a show out there, I guess, and, and says it's a month long. Edinburgh is a month long. Brighton is a month long. Yeah, it's uh, how many shows? Oh, geez, a month. Yeah, well, Edinburgh has like tens of thousands of shows in thousands, like well, hundreds of venues, and Brighton is, is it spread out amongst the community in different shops yeah, so, and warehouses. Yeah, so I mean, Edinburgh is crazy because pretty much every like any space can be a venue. Um, the the we often went up to the, the underbelly venues, which is like one of the, the big uh, big venues, and they they take over an enormous. Uh, car park and then just divide it all up um there's one group that to take over a university uh and that all of their spaces become um become venues but then there's like just archways under a bridge which are the 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 only time they're used for anything other than being archways under a bridge is edinburgh festival does it change what your show is gonna be does it dictate like if you're like well we were gonna do the show but we're under a bridge this year so we don't have the lighting or we don't have the technical support um it can do i mean when we last when i last went up there um we ended up in in one of these one of these car park things but it was like this very very shallow uh arched room which was incredibly wide but very narrow very yeah. narrow so our, we had four rows but they were 40 people long <laughs> uh, and the the curve of the ceiling uh by the time it got to the front of the stage was only five feet off the five feet off the top, top of the stage so i i had to do all of my Can scenes you know about what six three i'm six four yeah six, <laughs> so i had to do all of my scenes off the front of the stage and we had to lose a we had to lose a row of the audience because two of us were over five foot five. See, that's a part of the fringe in general. Is you you're gonna learn. You're gonna boot camp yourself through you know uh, doing a production in a theater. You're gonna learn on the fly. Things yeah. are gonna break. You know, yeah. it, it, it is a good training ground for anybody that's gonna be coming up and doing other productions that have staffing. Uh, you know, so compare it to Orlando Fringe. So Orlando Fringe, you were aware of um, or at least attended uh, just a couple years ago. Yeah, last year. 
and it's you know the oldest in the in the unit U.S. 25 years. Okay. Um, we're you know we had those times where it was just small warehouses, and this is before my day here in Orlando. But mm-hmm. there was small warehouses, no no running plumbing or electricity, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Extension cords, I hear. Right now, uh, it looks fantastic. It's a real machine. Like I'm one thing I really liked about it is is it's it's very compact. Like everything near enough, everything happens in the same space. Uh, which creates this really cool community. Like last year, I was, you know, I could only go to, to so many shows. Um, but every single time, like Megan was in a show, I would be waiting outside on the lawn and someone I know would be there. Yeah. Um, because they're all around, they're always available. And I think that's only going to, I think that really helps it yeah. a lot. It's, it's like going, if you're into sports and you just go to a, like, to a basketball court, and you're waiting for a pickup game. People tell you, oh, we're going this way. Come on, let's go. We're going to go see this show. Cause you, and that's what I usually go there thinking it's like when you go to university, syllabus day. You go, you go the first day <laughs> with your program and a marker, and you just talk to your friends that have gone or in productions and see, and you start checking off what you want to see, yeah. and you start kind of learning. But you can just hang out in the beer lawn, beer tent area, talk to a few people. Um, you get your button, you find out which one you know you need to see, and then you start talking, and, and there's those budgets that people try to do with their time yeah. and with their money uh, to figure out what they can actually do. And it's, it's, it's a manageable amount. Like, going back to Edinburgh, like, there are tens of thousands of shows. So you almost get, like, option paralysis because you, even if, you, even if there are two shows that happen one after the other, one might be in the north of the city and the other one might be right in the south. Yeah, that's going to be a difficulty. So you kind of you have to really really know what you want to see. You have to, like word of mouth is is paramount because if you, there are so many shows, it's very very easy to make a mistake. Just flipping through again, like you said, analysis paralysis. You stop moving because you're like there's just too much. I'm reading. I'm trying to figure out can I make it in time. So, but yeah, the, the great thing about with right now Orlando being the Shakespeare Center and just a, maybe one other theater that's kind of off that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really time it out to see a show, leave a show, walk over to another one and see it without missing a beat. Yeah, and because not it's, stressing it's a time out about table. it. You know, they don't yeah. let you in late. No. <laughs> and and as, as you're in there, um, for those that don't know, like you have a, such a set time for your show to be curtain called, done, get your stuff out of here. Uh, do you guys have a, a kind of heavy load with you guys loading stuff in and loading out? Uh, the 8 is not tech heavy at all. It's a, it's a table, a chair, and a spotlight. Um, so we've, we, we're very lucky in that respect. <laughs> All we have to do is like take the top of the table, add the legs, stand it up, and then go and get ready. Yeah. Are you um, in any other productions or just work on the eight? Yeah, so I'm also doing uh, Little Women, a rap musical, which uh, was here in 2012 first off. And Back I was, again. I was very lucky to, to uh, be invited to go and do that in New York before I'd even got here. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was, um, you were about- part of the New York crew. Yeah, so it was about three weeks from from moving over in January, and uh, busy schedule. <laughs> and I got I got a message from Lindsay Taylor to say, "Oh, hey, do you want to do you want to stand in for Father in the rap music?" I was like, "You know, I've never rapped, and I don't even live here yet, right?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Perfect. fine. You'll be fine." <laughs> okay, well, when do rehearsals start? About two weeks before you arrive. All right, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, just yes, ended it and found myself. A few weeks after getting off the plane, getting on another plane to New York to do a, to do a show. Do you see um, doing the eight in other locations, or is this kind of one off? I think you? this is a I think this is a one off, just purely and simply because the uh, the the way it was put together. But um, 
It's good fun. We've got five, we've got four more shows left. Yeah. What What are the dates and times? The dates and times are conveniently uh, tonight at ten forty five. So that's May twentieth, and then we come back uh, on Thursday, May twenty sixth at five pm. Saturday, May twenty eighth at eight thirty pm, and Sunday, May twenty ninth at five fifteen. And the rating on there, you know, you're talking about uh, what could is this suitable for kids? Then I would say it's not suitable for kids. Um, I would say probably 13 plus. For for maybe probably uh, sexual. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Se- uh, sexual re- sexual reference references. Is that what it's and like? cursing? Yeah, some cursing. There's a little bit of cursing. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Are there any other shows that you're looking forward to, or any other artists? I mean, being that you've traveled, uh, you're you're internet, you're an international international I, artist. I am, I am. I can't, I can't deny it. <laughs> are there other artists that you know are coming into town? Um, yeah, there's a, a oh, there's a Chris Dinger's partner uh, doing the Hideout, which uh, she was doing the Brighton uh, Fringe. Jesse Dupree. Um, she was over doing that in the Brighton Fringe last year, and we couldn't we couldn't see it. So, ironically, two British people are going to see each other's shows in Orlando. Orlando brings Brits together, yeah. <laughs> internationals. So you're going you're to see that? Yeah, I'm going to see that. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to uh, the foreplay, a uh, discussion of the birth of our nation, um, because uh, Michael Knight, the writer, really enjoyed um, Anne Frankenstein last year. Mm-hmm. The writing of that was great, so I'm looking forward to that. Of course, um, Little Women. Little Women, of course. Everyone's looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> so do, do come and see that as well. That's in the orange venue. Six more shows to see that. Um, oh, what else? There's loads of stuff. There's so much. We've got a, we've got a packed out diary for for seeing stuff, and that's just the stuff that with people we know in. Are you guys buying? Did you guys buy the ten pack or the twenty five or what did you guys? No, do? we haven't. We haven't. We're, we're, we're probably going to buy in bulk at some point, um, but uh, we don't know when that is yet. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what about um, for the show? Did you guys are you having sponsors? Anybody supporting you guys on your programs? Anything like that? No, but I guess we should thank um, Edgewater High School for providing us with free rehearsal space. Oh, um, nice. They've been really nice. That is a tough thing when it comes to fringe miss. When fringe and everything's going crazy, rehearsal space is, is oh, tough it's to at get a premium. In the city. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I know Little Women has has been doing a lot of rehearsals in people's front rooms. Little theater companies trying to find their own room, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, any social media that we can find what you're going to be doing or more about The Eight? Or um, Yeah, well, both both The Eight and Little Women have uh, Facebook groups, so just search The Eight, colon, Reindeer Monologues. You and, spell out eight? Uh, E-I-G-H-T, so, yeah, Reindeer it. Monologues. Uh, and also uh, Lil Women, L-I-L Women, uh, colon, A Rap Musical on Facebook. All right. it, well, thank you so much for your time. Thank I really you. Appreciate it. This is Jason Blackwater. Uh, so the eight reindeer, uh, the eight colon reindeer monologues. Definitely want to catch that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, and thank you, Charlie. Silence. <laughs> this has been a Sack production. Like us on Facebook.com/sackcomedylab. Follow at Sack Comedy Lab on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening.